At this point, you should be on the frame with a film strip title that says Oral Hello, welcome to Oral Hygiene. It's where we talk about educational and caught films. There's nothing educational, or maybe hey, there is a lecture in today's film, so it is educational. Okay, uh, this is Matt here. That is Mark there. Hello. That's right. Did you have dinner? Yes, I what did. did. You, what did you eat? I had a slice of pizza. Okay, with with ricotta with, and sausage and mushrooms and the, and the, the sausage souls, and the souls of murdered victims on it. Yes, I mean the sausage could have been a person. I don't know. Yeah, like that Nightmare on Elm Street Four pizza. Shout out to Vinny's on Seventh Street. I don't believe that it's per a person. It's a good pizza place. I was but, just you know, reading. I was just reading that's, Robert England's uh, autobiography or. or ghost written autobiography or whatever anyway i was talking about huh. where they had the animatronic pizza and they had uh, the domino's guy was bringing late night pizza for the fx crew so you know they switched it out with the animatronic one and i said hey to a delivery guy come hey this one seems to have something wrong with it <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> very good the one with the souls of the murdered yeah. children on it yeah fair amount murders in today's film blood feast um i don't know how many how many times have you seen this? A uh, rough guesstimate, probably six, but that's kind of a lot for me personally. I don't usually yeah. watch things more than once. Same here, but I, I've gotten this one in quite a few times. Um, one thing I think both of us were doing that we're writing down some of the quotes, but those are like kind of immortalized in that something weird bumper, I think. I mean, if you like these kinds of films, you know the something weird bumper from several years ago that's true because it would show up on all the something weird discs which are just really fun to watch all the way through i don't that's not something where i skip around i mean i'll i'll just watch the trailer disc which is like the five dollar trailer disc yeah that's I one of the best you, ones i think you can't get it anymore because there's like one of the nudie cuties had an underage person in it don't oh. quote me on that but i think that's the case or there okay. was a dispute or, or some question about it well, I mean, we have, um, you know, we have YouTube if you want to watch like a bunch of whack old trailers anyway. But yeah, oh, I, I thought guess. you were going to say if you want to watch a bunch of nude underage people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was focusing on the whack trailers. <laughs> Good. Good. As, Just stay focused on that. Of course, we, we have to deal with that in this film with um, the, what's his name, um, which I did. Uh, Pete, Pete. Oh, yes. Like, what, he's like 50. And he then, is older than he is. I'm almost certain older than Mal Arnold, who played Fuad Ramsey's. I'm right. almost certain of that. And then Suzanne, Suzette, whatever, his girlfriend is like having her sweet 16 or something. She is, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, supposed to be in college. Yeah, I yeah, think I, she's supposed to be like 18 or 19. Right. But yeah, it doesn't really make things better, does it? <laughs> but yeah, even if the even if that actor is like 30, it's still doesn't seem right <laughs> right okay um tell us tell us the tale of the of the blood feast 
Well, Fuad Ramsey is an ambitious caterer who tries to prepare a once in a lifetime Egyptian feast and he blows it. <laughs> yeah, there's some gore too. <laughs> yeah, he he gets that done, but for some reason for some reason he thinks that he is just going to murder the host of the feast and the feast is still going to take place. I, I do I, not understand this. <laughs> and then he jumps into a garbage disposal truck or garbage truck and dies. <laughs> <laughs> I think he knew he wasn't. Oop, did you he had to do was not kill anyone at the party. That's like just <laughs> it's all he had to do. He, he basic had courtesy. He was, yeah, he was it's just he he had it in his in the palm of his hand. And he's just like, no, I'm going to do this weird thing where. I'm going to make you lie on a table and keep telling you to close your eyes. I mean, if you're a caterer, you're supposed to show up with the food, like already ready, right? That's the point. Of of course. Yeah. 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 No, if you're not supposed to murder one of the lambs that is the pet of the, the people whose party you're catering and then put it in the the sheep are having a party. Those sheeple sheeple. Yeah. Don't murder the sheeple. (laughs) Ow. You you kill the sheeple in advance. You kill the sheep before you get to the party. I'm sorry, that I just bumped my tooth on the microphone because I'm an idiot. Oh, oh. <laughs> get a get a puffy thing for it. it oh. Also, we'll we'll keep it from registering your and yeah, that's for weaklings. <laughs> you just okay. like talk with a lisp so it doesn't pick up. Right. Okay. So let's see where where were we uh, catering? Don't kill the people that are hosting the party. Um, yeah, he already because he kid already had all the meat ready. I guess up to this point he had a distinguished thirty year career as a caterer. He had every yes. I assume he just killed someone every time he made, or maybe he was just he just held off on killing anyone until it was time for the blood feast. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't entirely clear. Yeah, I think he five thousand to- once in five thousand years. Right. So he obviously hasn't done this before. I I don't know if it's obvious, but I guess he hasn't. I, I mean, I assume he served some human meat to someone at some point. But yeah, but I don't think he's 5000 years old. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe there was like a semi blood feast. Mm, OK, this is the this is the three times in a lifetime semi blood feast. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's just a casual uh, blood because one wedding. Yeah, he is a pretty nice storefront, you know? He's a nice sign. Yeah, you gotta kill a lot of people to get that nice sign. Right, exactly. So um <laughs> I mean, that also there is a blood feast too. So I I don't think that Blood Feast 2 takes place in the year like 6963, but right. Maybe it does. I hope it does. I yeah, I, seen I hope one. so. No, I actually I actually watched part of it. It was super not good. It was bad, bad, not good, bad. Oh, that's too bad because because you know Mal Mal Arnold's Mal Arnold's Arnold. still in it, right? No, he wasn't in it. Oh, okay. Because he wasn't He's that dead. old when he made okay, wasn't that old when he made this, was he? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, um, I'm Herschel Gordon Lewis actually directed the sequel and it was in like twenty 20- 10 or 10. something like that yeah that, that's was... what i was thinking i knew somebody og was still doing it so you can't there's a there's just a thing with quote good bad movies is you cannot make you can't tell a bunch of people 
do bad acting, we're going to make a bad movie, and it do- does not work. You have to have people who are inept trying as hard as they can. Right. Well, if you don't, you know, if you want more of this, then you have the Gore trilogy. You can watch There's plenty of Maniacs and the Gore Gore Girls, and you're good to go. I would argue that most of First Gordon Lewis's original movies are pretty even. I mean, they're a pretty equal quality. I mean, they're, you can entertain yourself for hours. Yeah, yeah. They're all, then, they're all pretty watchable and pretty enjoyable. You start watching. I, I guess you can watch his beauty cuties, too. Oh, you farted I don't know again. about those. Um, no, I, I think Blood Teeth is like the crew is like Saturday. We're making a nudie cutie and Sunday we're making Blood Feast. Something along those lines. Probably so. <laughs> I know that um, whenever you hear a radio announcement that talks about someone murdered, it's definitely Urshel Gordon Lewis's voice. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can tell. Yeah, you can tell because he's he's the one who did the uh, who was the narrator for most of his trailers, including uh, the trailer for the movie Something Weird, where it's like the iconic thing where he goes something weird. Yes, every few seconds. <laughs> Oh yeah, okay. Now I remember that. Again, I haven't watched my trailer disc for some time, but uh, he he his voice is very similar to David Lynch's voice, which is pretty interesting. <laughs> and probably just a Midwest thing. If he's if he's from the I don't even know if he's from the Midwest. Yeah, because this film was shot in Florida, I believe. Ameri- it's just an American mid-century thing. Right, right. So uh, let's see, Mal Arnold, and then um. God, no, I didn't write it down. Is it Suzanne or Suzette? Suzette. Suzette. So I think she was like a like a playmate of the month sort of thing. I don't think so. I feel like she came from like some kind of a like sketch sketchy modeling career. So huh. <laughs> uh, okay. obviously they, they were like, you can act. Why don't you be in our movie? <laughs> really? I can act. <laughs> She's far from the worst actor her mother's much worse yeah well tony's the worst isn't isn't he oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm like what kind of what kind of acting school did he go to (laughs) scream scream sadness i don't don't know the screaming sadness school of acting well even when he's just trying to hook up with his girl too he's also like hey baby Come on, hey baby, come on. Yeah, I mean, he's it's it's like both both emotions that he shows are shown completely horrible and unrealistic as possible. I yeah, but I feel like it's kind of like shooting fish in a barrel to make fun of the acting of anyone in this film. That's Um, my that's my point though. His is so ridiculously horrible that it it sort of stands out as bad acting. I mean, yeah, Mel Arnold is sort of it's it's really funny how everyone is sort of underacting and Mel Arnold is doing the overacting of 10 people. Right. Because he's the mustache twirling villain. He's he's like just a human. I don't know. He's more of the eyebrow twirling villain. (laughs) He's like just a a human erection. Sometimes he's just like (laughs) just kind of like trying to make his eyes come out of his head and strangle people it's it's pretty remarkable i hope that's the next mcu film the human erection (laughs) i mean that's 
that may be in a comic book. Yeah, there yeah. there are so many. Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay, but um, he, at least he has motivation. I you mean, know, there's yeah. dog welder. He's got yeah. his dog welder is the thing. You know about dog welder? No. He uh, well, he welds dogs to people. He oh. welds dead dogs to people, and then what happened was he died, and then someone bought his welding equipment at a pawn shop and then the spirit of dog welder possessed him and he became dog welder too and he also welds dead dogs to people <laughs> okay this is in a marvel comic no <laughs> dc <laughs> comic be. oh okay. I, was like, <laughs> I was just like gonna see if you were gonna say dc if i said no. well, there are plenty of other options obviously but no right dc comics he, okay. he was considered for inclusion in james gunn's suicide squad but he decided that he liked dogs too much to put dog welder in the movie. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. That makes sense. Um, <clears throat> I was going to say that Fuad Ramsey's at least has like some motivation for what he's doing because, because of his love for Ishtar or Etar. <laughs> I, I don't know if Etar is a thing. I tried to search for Etar. I think they just sort of put that in this movie because they're going to eat. I guess the lady right. with her face cut off heard him misheard him right clear she, she might have not been pronouncing things very well you know who's responsible for all these these deaths the, the popo the detectives i mean pretty much yeah they're all just screaming about why can't we have a lead no and then when uh pete finally figures it out like pretty much he figures figures it out six or 12 hours after he has all the clues he needs and yeah. then brags about it for the last 10 minutes of the film he just needs time to think <laughs> um well Ishtar, you see- Etar, of course book club book club right well that's yeah yeah he was you know kind of having a little rap one as have ishtar and etar and eventually noticed that there is some similarity between the two so <laughs> so what do you know about ishtar um ishtar I, I guess Ishtar goes in with is the name for several different of the same goddesses. Which That's from back. the two minutes of research I did. Seems like she's a fertility goddess and and sort yeah. of a sort of a goddess of just eating. Yeah, I think I she's, she's not, not just eating, but yeah, she's the uh, <laughs> food, food, the, grain. Food. Yes, she. Yeah. Would, I think she's the daughter of the. Um, the the king the earth king gods right and eventually runs off to india or something i think the cannibalism thing is very tacked on yeah the cannibalism thing is very tacked on (laughs) (laughs) also so so now i posit you this question is this movie racist Mm, that's too stupid to be racist (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i mean since it's an egyptian it's an egyptian lead character so i mean even oh. though it, it is a white man in brown face so oh, it does cool, have yeah. representation okay it does have representation if you count that as an egyptian which you shouldn't but no you, know. you shouldn't see i did okay see it's so stupid i i just think of him as as fuad ramses he's not I don't even think of him as an egyptian he's just well, fuad it, ramses it's because he's 20 times better than any other actor in the it's hard not to get wrapped up it's like just daring and screaming i did put i did put as one of my notes it's not that he's 
his talking sounds suspicious. It's just, you know, he's English is not his first language. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's sort of like, uh, oh, my dear. He's sort of doing the fake. He's sort of doing a fake accent, but it's sort of unclear what kind of fake accent he's doing. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, everything is like, maybe I don't mean what I'm saying right now, or I have a nasty secret, you know, <laughs> which uh, yeah. I, I think that's just because of his, his you know, speaking not his native tongue, probably. He's evil. I, I actually was thinking that this um, this movie is really like an analogy, a metaphor for Marxism and Fuad is just taking out the bourgeoisie, you know, or anti-imperialism. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, you could draw parallels to a film called Eat the Rich, which is yeah. a British improvised comedy film that's sort of a motorhead movie. Yeah. But that is definitely about Marxism. And this is this is maybe a little tangentially related, but you know, the rich were eaten. But I mean also middle the middle class were also eaten. So it's right. I don't know. And also yeah. the rich ate the ate the dead people i guess no one actually ate any of the food did they <laughs> do you um, think that do you think they were like we can't have them actually eat the food that would be going too far yeah they did they did just premiere the world's first gore movie with this one so <laughs> that is true um it, i feel like that wasn't a bridge too far i think they just didn't want to be bothered to actually set up a feasting scene because they were just in like someone's living room yeah, the uh, the the legs looked pretty rough. I mean, they mm -hmm. looked like someone just painted some black paint. So, can we talk about why is all the blood so bright in this film? Because that's <laughs> Do awesome. you think that was a, a stylistic choice? No, I or think maybe there was just had. no precedent. There was no precedent for that much blood. I'd say no precedent for that much blood. And uh, you know, uh, up to that point, most genre films would have been black and white anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered what color the blood was. That's a good point. This was 1963. Yeah. I mean, Dawn of the Dead, uh, you know, 78 still has this kind of bright red blood, right? Mm, I don't know if it was this bright. Maybe it Maybe was. It was, it, it, was, it, was it was close if it wasn't this bright. So it was certainly stu stood out as very red. So um, I'm trying to think. How about the Wild Bunch? Have you seen the Wild Bunch recently? Not recently. Do you remember what color the blood is in the wild bunch? I feel like that's still no. pretty brighter than what we would see now. It might have just been like the Hollywood mixture. Well, not that this is Hollywood, but you know, maybe the, uh, <laughs> the, yeah, definitely not Hollywood. This is go to the Sherwin Williams and shoplift red paint while someone's setting up a shot around the corner. Right. <laughs> so that's why the blood is this red. You just yes. answered the question. It is yes. It is. it is. I don't think that HG Lewis had like a paint a blood mixing guy. I think he was just like, get some paint, put some <laughs> liver in the dip some liver in this paint, and then that's what what happens. That's what's on the knife. I really don't like liver. I've never had it. Oh, oh, here I just found my speak sorry, I'm jumping back to five minutes ago, mm -hmm. but my actual note yeah. was you're just racist if you think everything Fuad says sounds suspicious. So I'm, accu <laughs> I'm accusing the viewer of being the racist, it seems. You think that him like being so intense with his lines is just daring the, vi the viewer to see him as racist? 
He's just I'm you. just an Egyptian man who was <laughs> not hurting anyone. Just you know that that's kind of fun. He's just he's just trying to get give you the clues you need because he's yeah <laughs> he's just so tired of people being like racist against him that he's just going to going to act suspicious and then he's going to start killing people and that's what this is really about. <laughs> Right. I mean, what it's really about, what this movie is about, is it's a love story between Fuad Ramses and Ishtar. Yeah, yeah, still better love story in Twilight, right? True. It's doomed, <laughs> but it's a doomed love. There's like all those times when it cuts to Ishtar and she just looks sad. Yeah, yeah, she was like, not- "Why are you whipping this girl in front of me?" Yeah, yeah, Ishtar. Yeah, I don't know if Fuad really knows. He doesn't really know how to please Ishtar. It feels like Ishtar would have protected him maybe told him not to jump in a garbage truck right well charlton Heston got away with it in soylent green that is true he also jumped right out of the garbage truck though he didn't try to stay <laughs> in it that, that might have helped it's the future and garbage trucks don't work as well in the future no they work better they're scooping piles of people and tossing them in the trucks in that movie well maybe there's just all clogged with people well like if they're if they're gathering so many people then who's who cleans out the garbage trucks uh, i see what the problem with your axle is got a person in it yeah <laughs> yeah but you can't do that because you're also in the truck right just like, <laughs> just, uh, yeah do, do you think they got the number of that garbage truck did he just kind of drive off and no he did stop didn't he he, so. he literally was just like the guy we're, we're still talking about are we talking about Soylent Green or are we talking about Blood Feast? Blood Feast. Okay. No, the guy is just like, kind of like wipes his brow. It's just like, <sighs> whatever. And he just like lowers the lid and just gets back in the truck and just goes on with his route. That's what happens. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I... <laughs> which is, which is incredible. And I'm sure that was not an intentional choice, but it's just like, well, another guy in the truck. Oh, well. <laughs> He's like, like oh, the reports I'm going to have to write. It's like, I'm going to have to pick up so much garbage to cover up that corpse. So no one notices it. Yeah. So, I mean, does that come down on him in the end? You know, that'd be, it'd be great if there was a sequel to blood feast where it's just like a courtroom the garbage drama. truck driver who just who has to like figure <laughs> out where to put this corpse that he shouldn't have. <laughs> I mean, was it, it was it, I mean, who killed Fuad? It wasn't quite suicide. I mean, you know, because he's too stupid for it to be suicide. So, I mean, doesn't the doesn't the truck driver have to like pull a lever and make the thing like or I guess it's just automatic when uh, if you're a garbage truck driver, email us <laughs> and tell us. <laughs> yeah, I, I like is it possible do, is the garbage is the garbage truck driver liable if a man jumps in the garbage truck and then crashed on motion <laughs> they gotta teach you that in garbage truck school i mean yeah <laughs> garbage truck school. you have to like <laughs> there's like someone throws a dummy into the garbage truck while you're driving and you have to like not crush the dummy <laughs> you have to not pull the lever <laughs> No, 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 I know you want to pull a lever, but don't pull the lever. You won't pass if you pull the lever. Do you see? But look to your left. Lever. Look to your left and look to your right. 
two out of the three people you just looked at are going to pull the lever and fail this class. <laughs> but you just looked at two people then, didn't you? <laughs> well, there's a guy who's on the other side of the guy on your right. I thought you were just saying everyone was going to fail. Like everyone pulls the lever. I was intentionally fudging the numbers as a joke. Okay. <laughs> I guess it didn't work. No, I'm just I'm just thinking about how the academy functions, that's all. <laughs> the lev the lever class is actually a full semester. <laughs> Seriously, so, uh, you've been pulling the lever for three weeks now. <laughs> just just stop, okay? The, the dummy's still there. You've you've destroyed like 40 dummies now. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the last, the finals are like your uh, fellow students have to jump in the truck and you have to <laughs> not crush them. Then you, yeah, you, you have to not pull a lever. There is a height. Of course, you are, you are arrested for murder in that case. <laughs> Manslaughter, because you didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, involuntary manslaughter? Was it unintentional? Educational manslaughter. I do like his weapon of choice is the machete. Yeah, that's super fun. That is incredibly suspicious. I mean, he uses <laughs> he uses that for everything. You know, he, that's yeah. his main kitchen tool. I mean, he's it's like a Swiss Army knife, but it's just a machete. I wonder how often that showed up in film before that. I wonder if this is the. Uh... There are all those jungle adventure movies. Yeah, people used to cut snakes with them, I guess. Didn't Catherine Speak Hepburn use a machete? Probably. She seemed like she would just use a machete to like cut open a wine bottle or something. <laughs> or or Humphrey Bogart. Isn't that what happened? Yeah. Movie? Machetes Humphrey she, prob she probably shaved Humphrey Bogart with a machete while he was nude at least once. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. You know, it's Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so there are a couple of scenes that I think that I really think were weirdly long that I think H.G. Uh, Lewis was. And, and this is a known thing where he would try to make movies as short as possible because it's exploitation. But also you had to, like, make them long enough. <laughs> this is a weirdly I think I believe this movie comes in at like 70 minutes. Uh, 67. 67 minutes pretty close that. but um and a lot that when you notice the most is um at the police office because the acoustics in there are so terrible yes that is one of the most i mean at the same time it was kind of fascinating because it really felt like what it would sound like to be in a 1960s police station i thought it sounded like what it would sound like in a um 1960s warehouse I was about to say no, that too. Stage, but that's obviously the wrong word. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 1960s building. Yes, yes. Large building. building. Yes, yes. Not not rigged for sound. So not rigged um, for sound. Don't have time. Well, they have to talk. See, it's a detective movie, so they have to talk about the details of the case. So there's a book which they club. don't have any of. There's a book <laughs> we don't club. we don't there's, have any clothes. There's Ishtar. There's Etar. There's this. There's this um, weird religious rights book written by Fuad Ramses, who we've met. I can't get I don't I don't see where any of this fits together. <laughs> and a lot of it is just anguish. Like, wait, how do we not have a it's it's uh, it's one of those um, kind of tell don't 
should have been show don't tell where the police keep talking about how brilliant the killer is and that's the only time you really think that the killer is that brilliant because police are like he, he doesn't doesn't live leave fingerprints or anything which i don't understand how he didn't leave fingerprints but i guess so, he was just really uh he's really good at his job until yeah okay anyway um his room his room of death and gore is like right like one door like directly from his main storefront right i believe so so no one's gonna smell that i mean i don't think that door is gonna like hide <laughs> well he cooks it he he cooks it when he kills it and then i guess he takes the uh he takes the feces and then flushes it down the toilet well, i'm thinking that of the festering corpse on the table i mean maybe he cooked that maybe no he, he cooked it immediately no, she clearly was not cooked i mean he had cooked parts of her See, he doesn't use every part of the of the of the uh, well, the animal, and I guess we'll say, you know, isn't that what the isn't the first so that's so it's not kosher. Do? It's, it's yeah. not kosher. Okay, it, maybe uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. No, I'm just saying, like you know, like you hear about the the Midwest tribes would like use every part of the animal, right? Where he's just like tearing out the tongue, and that's it. Well, I. Yeah, I, it wasn't entirely clear. Yeah, I guess he could have used to use one person for the blood feast, right? Yeah, but that would mm. be no fun. Yeah, maybe he just um, what was he? Maybe he's like his... so artistic that he's like, I have to use different tongues and eyes. Right, like like yeah, yeah. When you know those face things, you're like you know, like making your me on a Wii. Mm. that sort of thing that's what he is doing i yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned already what was his game plan going to be after knifing suzette let's say base, best case scenario would be no one walks in while he's doing it okay i mean she'd probably make a noise of some kind that would be noticeable upon i being guess he would murdered i guess he would take her body somewhere and then cut what was what did he have left i don't know i he said the feast was complete right i guess it was just going to be a plain old sacrifice like he yeah maybe so he had done his catering work before I, sorry i i was bad on foo out in that case maybe um maybe <laughs> he, he was professional. just gonna cut her cut her hair off and use it as a garnish that wouldn't be a very good garnish i mean none of it's gonna good none of it's good you I'm going to say none of it's good. Hey, he's he's a professional. I'm sure that he prepared it well. I mean, he's been doing this for years, you know. It'd be interesting if maybe he was never a good caterer. <laughs> it was just like this is just some kind of midlife crisis where he's just getting into his. I don't know how old is he supposed to be. Sixties, uh, I guess. Thirty-two, I think. It's pretty interesting how you notice he has like really sparse gray hair dye in his hair and then you see a victim's father later in the film and he has like the exact same thing where i think they had just some gray hair dye and they were just like all right you gotta save some of it for uh trudy's dad yeah and you, that's how we save money i mean when you have 20 bucks to make your film you know <laughs> yeah anyway uh maybe he's having a midlife crisis he was never good catering he's like i know what a make me the best caterer in the world killing a bunch of people and serving 
someone isn't and maybe he doesn't even believe in ishtar it's just like this thing where he just decided he would just make a bunch of stuff up right so the thing was complete he just turned out to become the victim right yeah he was the only one who well no he wasn't the only one who died he was the last one who died yeah yeah. he's the only one who died and didn't end up cooked so he was he was, he was wasted his body was the most wasted meat of all because i think he was consigned to death at the beginning of this movie he knew that this wasn't going to end well for him i don't know maybe yeah that's like that's a that's a good question like what was his plan was he assuming he was going to die he kept talking about how he's an old man make this old man happy lie on the table yeah at least he knew this wasn't going to end well you know as Maybe. he should i mean you know he should have that modicum of intellect to realize when you murder the the um the main guest of the party on her table in the middle of the party it's not going to go well <laughs> what if he just thought that he would murder her and people would walk in and be like oh wow this is the best feast ever you, <laughs> you've put the icing on the cake they should have had a fantasy sequence <laughs> that would have been amazing <laughs> Uh, she but was annoying I think anyway. That's that's like fifty years ahead of its time if it did that. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, well, at least thirty. I mean, the moral of this movie is white people are fucking stupid. I guess, right? Pretty much. <laughs> I love how um, after after they find out that he's been murdering people, they cut to the mom and she says, "Well, I guess we'll just have to have hamburgers for dinner." That's practical. That's the best. That's the greatest line in the entire film, I think, because it's like it looks it even looks like it was filmed after it looks like it was put in in post or something (laughs) It's like, hey, we need they need need a a joke in here. They need to punch up the script a little bit. They run soupy sales to punch up the script. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I guess we'll just have hamburgers. No, it was um, there's some Patton Oswalt stand up routine where he's talking about punching up animated movies where it's like they just have they just have people like yell lines from like off screen because they've already animated everything right (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point yeah so you know that's that's where you'll have people just off screen going well that just happened you know (laughs) (laughs) lol yeah that's the (laughs) thing But and then you get paid a ton of money because this is unlike a you know like a DreamWorks film or something. Yeah, I'm, I'd imagine. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Animated. The idea of producing animated films is terrifying to me because mm. you have to plan these things years in advance and then wait for a computer to render them. And that's why the punch-up stuff usually comes from off-screen in that case because you yeah. can't redo that. <laughs> I mean, I guess now you can just composite more. Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't know but, how they do but, it these days. But, you know, as much as the Transformers movies are pretty maligned, it's like it is like terrifying that they had to just have a room full of 500 computers running for years at a time that and with like massive cooling systems just to render all the Transformers. And they were like, not sure it was even going to work. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> how ironic that machines have to render machines it's like the gray goo 
Yeah, yeah, okay. They're so, replicating themselves. So in that way, Blood Feast really is like Transformers as he's feeding people back to people. Yes, it's red goo. This is the original Matrix. It is the Matrix. <laughs> he's just trying to insert people back into the Egyptian Matrix. Right, so he's a hero. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's he tried. He was trying to, just trying to be a successful caterer. Men failed miserably. <laughs> yeah, he just if he just hadn't jumped into a garbage truck, even though to be fair, the cops did chase him a long way without shooting him. Well, they want to take him a lot. I mean, he's an old man. They're pretty sure they're going to catch up and be able to tackle him until that garbage <laughs> truck got in the way. Yeah, with a weird limp that just was random and kept changing legs. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> well, one you give one knee a little rest. It's okay. You switch to the other one, right? Yeah, that's exactly how limbs work. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to say about Blood Feast? It's your big opportunity. Um, it's great. You know, I love Blood Feast. It's super fun. Even though we've probably just been like taking a dump on it for forty minutes, but it's <laughs> it's a fun movie. It's um, it is. I prefer piece it to pop art. <laughs> I prefer it to most like Halloween movies. I mean, it's like a fun slasher movie and looks like people are having fun making it. I don't know. That matters something. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Right. It's funny intentionally and unintentionally. Yeah. And and you get weird gore if, in one shot of the Sphinx. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of like the titles are scary. It's I mean, it's produced by Box Office Spectaculars Incorporated. So it has to be great good right you they get they live up to their name yeah oh Um, and the uh, we didn't even talk about the soundtrack really great soundtrack it sounds made up it sounds like that's probably yeah they almost could have just done that with done it acapella-ly i believe it was i i truly believe that it was improvised by like a few people who just had a like a like a tip there was like a timpani and a clarinet yeah. and, and something else organ, an organ yeah an or yeah the organ is super i know i've done movie soundtracks and that sounded like someone just sat an organ and made something up especially <laughs> it's great especially at the the end where the or because it they do it does have like a nice creepy organ tone and then at the very end it's like what's going on here yeah it's like the guy at the organ at the at the ball game except for it's not a professional right so you a great soundtrack i don't think it's been released on a vinyl or cd or anything like that um <laughs> i'd love to drive around <laughs> blasting out of my car dun, 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 dun. i mean the soundtrack for just for the hell of it isn't out so i don't see why they would do blood feast first yeah. i don't think you can get i don't think you can get 2000 maniacs soundtrack even that really just has the title song right well yeah so just for the hell of it just has this like two songs where it's the <laughs> the title song and then it has like the super sick psych band playing Right. So you can't, I mean, I don't know. Does Blood Feast have enough music to make a EP out of? It must. Uh, the theme, it's got some probably. random timpani. It's got the kind of Bachy, creepy organ. Then it's got like the, like you said, the baseball game organ. So that's four tracks. You make an EP. I'm presuming, I'm, I'm just like presuming that 
it was just all like recorded onto film directly and there's no master tapes of it yeah yeah someone was behind the camera playing that stuff on it's yeah yeah like in the editing in the editing room or something just like you know just turn on the mixer and just play it into this make a master tape out of it right they might hopefully got more than one take come on but no that tape's expensive so (laughs) but Um, i mean it's probably taping over other stuff (laughs) you know they were taping over the uh moon landing tapes yeah because <laughs> it's florida <laughs> yeah well maybe the moon landing was taped over this who knows and by the way i know the chronology for that doesn't work at all so <laughs> <I'm saying that. laughs> yeah well i mean hopefully um hopefully they didn't tape over the moon landing right they, they said they lost all the tapes yeah, I know. I mean, I'm saying hopefully they didn't tape over it. So when they find it, yeah, they, they, I, th- I think that might have been the thing that I think they were like, oh, we taped over them, which is a lame <laughs> excuse, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, if there's anything you want to tape over, it would probably be that. Yeah, because it had all the Transformers on the moon, right? So, yeah, you want to tape over that and the, <laughs> the cube shaped hut, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. So anyway, um, I guess we're finished with the, the feast. You've had your yes. fill. Okay. This is Oral Hygiene. It's at Oral Hygiene Pod on Twitter. It's on Facebook. There's lots of podcasts with Podcastio, Podcastio. It's on Patreon. We do Matt and Luke's Sci Fi Sanctuary, talking about sci fi. Time Enough Podcast, talking about the Twilight Zone. There's some Pokemon. There's some Monster Hunter, that sort of thing. Um, I, maybe, maybe you have a, did you want to say your thing? Oh, if you're near Atlanta, what? If you're near Atlanta, the Buried Alive Film Festival is January 20th through 23rd. See slasher films and uh, weird avant-garde sci-fi and uh, things that are actually intentionally good. Okay, but 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 I promise they're as fun as Blood Feast because we all love Blood Feast. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know the third or fourth year we had the film festival the. Uh, documentary about Herschel Gordon Lewis won best picture there so there's some blood feast love right there for you and we screen we at one point screamed a print of uh, 2000 maniacs on film during the film festival and it had a defect in the print where the where they go to do the barrel roll it's all slow <laughs> so it's like draw the barrel roll <laughs> I have no idea how this happens to film but for for years we just kept yelling at each other Roll the barrel roll. Okay. Weird. That's everyone else. Got to cut your leg off. All right. Roast it. Did you advance the film strip? Are you on the final page? Well done.
Thank you.